The Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to The Shep Nas Podcast, the podcast at Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ, and we're expecting great things. My name's Joey. I get to host this podcast, and I'm joined once again by Pastor Rob Paul, lead pastor at Shepherd Church, and we're continuing our conversation in Ephesians chapter 5. Yesterday, we talked about what what Paul laid out, how wives... Um, wives' roles in a marriage and how it relates to how we can submit to the the church or to, to Christ and how wives roll with the, the husband. And today we're going to turn our attention then to what Paul talks about husbands should do in a marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to dive into right now. Yep. So I'd love to read that passage one more time as we then talk about how husbands are supposed to love their wives. This is what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 21. It says, Submit to one another in the fear of Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He's the Savior of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. And then husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of the water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in his splendor, without a spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one has ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, since we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. To sum it up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. Yeah. So last week we talked about, or yesterday we talked about um, wives submitting to their husbands, and we ended it there. But there's a really, it's really important to keep on reading. Like, you know, most guys will like read, wives submit to your husbands, period, they're done, shut the book, <laughs> tell them what this is what they should yeah. do. But there's a, actually a lot more instruction from Paul to husbands than mm-hmm. there is wives. Like wives get just, you know, a couple of verses like submitting and then the rest of this is like, guys, this is what you do. This mm-hmm. is how you do it. And this is uh, all these other things. And so um, it's important that we do that. So so the first command that Paul gives in verse 25, it says, for husbands, this means to love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, interesting, like I... I I, I minored in Greek in college, and I, and I didn't I didn't use it very much, and I didn't learn anything. But uh, I know a lot more <laughs> more now, and I have some tools that help yeah, me with it. So that's why. Right but mm-hmm. the the command to love is a is a present imperative command, which the imperative means it's a command, right? It's not yep. a suggestion. Paul's like, if you're married, you have to love your wife. There's no no ifs ands or buts about it. Love her, um, and the word that he used for love is agape, which is that love that is. Um, uh, unselfish and and it is um, uh, it's the best kind of love, right? It's the love that always looks out mm-hmm. for the best of the other person, and uh, but it's also present tense. Yeah, present tense means that you have to keep on loving her. It's not like I loved her when I got married. I loved her when I said uh, I do or whatever. It's keep on loving you. And if you're if you grew up in the era say, that I grew up Q in, REO speed yes, you you got to keep on, you know, whatever. So, Ooh. so, uh, I was almost on key almost. So keep on loving her, right? That's, that's <laughs> what the command is. Um, and again, this agape is the highest form of love always does what is best for yeah. the recipient. Um, and then Paul says, uh, here's, 
here's how this should play out, right? This is what we should do. Yeah. And so he gives men an example because it wouldn't be enough to tell a man that this is what you should do. You've got to give an example about it. And <laughs> right. So, um, right. He says that men should love their wives like Christ loves the church. So can we talk about that? Yeah. So when when Paul did that, like to me, that's that's a game changer. When when Paul compared the love that a husband should have for his wife to the love that Christ has for the church, he literally set the highest standard possible mm-hmm. and elevated the responsibility of men to love their wives at a level that when Paul wrote this would have been shocking. Yeah, like for the men to, of the culture of that day, and we talked to about what the culture was like. Down for a woman. Yeah, Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this would have been shocking to men, uh, and frankly, for us today, that we should be willing to love our lives the way Christ loved the church. Um, and and you know you know how Christ loved the church. I mean, it cost them everything. Yeah. And so Paul's literally saying, this is the command to men, uh, wives. Yeah, you should submit to your husbands. But wives, you should love, or husbands, you should love your wives. The way Christ loved the church, mm-hmm. and and part of that even is because uh, we talked about it. In, I don't. We might get into it, but we talked about it yesterday about um, that. It's a. It's an for when he asks wives to submit to husbands. It's a. It's an everything, right? And but when he says this about that, you should do this like Christ did for the church. It's even when the church doesn't doesn't follow you. Well, like, because it says that even when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right, right. So, yeah. like it. So, yeah, you should love your wife, even even when. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, there's three things that we talked about on Sunday that that are examples of the way Christ loved the church. The first one was that he sacrificed. Yeah, right. He gave his life up for her. Um, and when when Paul says that we should do that, we should we should live a life of sacrifice for our wives. And and the best love ultimately expresses itself in sacrificial mm-hmm. ways, right? And you think about all the things that Jesus did. But here's something that that I said on Sunday that sacrificial love yeah. gives because the recipient needs it, not because they deserve it. Yeah, that's and that, good. And that passage of scripture that you quoted in Romans five eight mm-hmm. is is the the way Christ loved the church. He loved the church when the church wasn't lovely. Mm-hmm. He loved the church when it wasn't nice. He loved yeah. the church when we didn't love him. He loved the church and we didn't care about him. Mm-hmm. And that passage of scripture says he demonstrated his love yeah. that while we were sinners, he he died for us. And so so I think what Paul is saying is that when you love your wife sacrificially, your love is not conditional yeah. at all. It is it is it is not based on what your wife does. Mm-hmm. It is not based on what she does or doesn't do or is or isn't. Um, it's it's you love her regardless. Mm-hmm. There's no conditions. Well, this conversation that in this writing that Paul has is all based is really all coming from New Covenant theology of of Christ and the Church. But if you you go in the Old Testament, I was saying it yesterday on the podcast where um, a couple of days ago on the podcast where um, Israel yearned for a king because they wanted yeah whatever, and um, God had made a covenant with the the nation of Israel. And even when the nation of Israel kept going away from him and kept, um, it says it in there, it says, you know, hey, uh, Samuel, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Yeah. So they're rejecting me. But then three verses later, God sees that they, they need my help. And even though they've rejected me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send somebody to save them. Yeah. And it's over and over again, the same picture of they need saving. 
Yeah. Did the nation of Israel deserve it? No. No. But they needed it. Yeah. And, and and what we do is is in our culture we we tie love to conditions. Yeah. Like I love you if I get what I want or what I mm-hmm. need, those kind of things. So love is fairly conditional in our culture. But but love the love that Christ had for the church was unconditional, and that's what he calls us to do as well. And I think that's important that we recognize and understand that even if we don't feel it, it does, love isn't a feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice when we have the feeling, but it's not a feeling. Ultimately, love is a decision. Mm-hmm. It's a decision to invest in someone, to serve them, and to do what's best for yeah. them. This entire podcast could be backtracked by um, 80s love power ballads. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, you've lost that loving feeling. It's the next one that's coming out. So. <laughs> oh, great. Everybody under the age of 30 is like, I have no idea what, what are you they're talking, talking about. about? Yeah, these old parts. <laughs> All right. So so here's what's interesting. Um, uh, w- there's one of the guys who, uh, John MacArthur, who wrote, wrote a commentary uh, on this passage of Scripture. He said something that I brought with me that I wanted to share that I thought was really good. He says, a husband is not commanded to love his wife because of what she is or is not. He is commanded to love her because it is God's will for him to love her. If you stood before someone and yeah. you said, I'm, I'm committing my life to you, it is God's will now for you to love that woman. It is certainly intended uh, it is certainly intended for a husband to admire and be attracted by his wife's beauty, winsomeness, kindness, gentleness, or any other positive quality or virtue. But though such things bring great blessings and enjoyment, they are not the bond of marriage. Mm. If every appealing characteristic and every virtue of his wife disappears, a husband is still under just as great an obligation to love her. If anything, he is under greater obligation because her need for the healing and restorative power of his selfless love is greater. That is the kind of love Christ has for his church and is therefore the kind of love every Christian husband is to have for his wife. I mean, that's like... That's good. Man, that's powerful. You know, and, and that that's not the case. I mean, you know, most people, their wives don't turn and become something that they're not when they got married. Mm-hmm. They, they, get, they get better, we don't. But um, we should continue <laughs> to love them, mm-hmm. right, no matter what. And I, th- I was coming. I thought there was kind of some four practical ways that I think we could express our love for our wives um, that 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 are um, in symbolic of or in comparison how Christ sure. loved the church, right? So first of all, um, it was you know he he put the needs of the church before his own. So as husbands, we could put our wife's needs before our own. Because what sacrificial love does is it surrenders its own preferences to another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I thought it was interesting that, that most of us guys um, would say, oh, I would die for my wife. I would give my life for her in a, in a minute, right? But, but we'd be willing to die for her, but we're not willing to spend time with her. We'd be willing to die for her, but we're not willing to put her needs before our needs. Um, we're, I'd be willing to die for her, but I'm not willing to serve her. And, and I think the reality is that sometimes it's harder to live for someone than it is to die for them. But God calls us to that, right? The sacrificial love. And so, so we should put her needs before ours. I think another responsibility that we have as husbands is to pray for our wives, that we should pray for them, pray for their spiritual life, pray for every other part of their life, pray for the, the pressures that they're under, the things that they deal with, the thoughts that they have, the um, the stresses that they have, the things that they worry about, we should pray for them mm-hmm. um, and and support them and encourage. Pray for our marriage. Pray for our relationship. Pray that that we could, would be better husbands to them and that we would know what their needs are. Yeah. Um, another way I think is to pay attention to her um, and and I think you know we talk about love languages. 
time and attention. That's one of the love languages that, that most of us have. We can say we love our wife, but we never spend time with her. We're, what we're communicating is just empty words if we don't back it up with our actions. And then to be faithful to her. And and for some of us, um, and what I want to say about be faithful is that I think that being faithful to your wife goes way beyond just not being with another woman physically. I think that uh, that as husbands today, in order for us to be faithful to our wives, it's not it, we need to be faithful emotionally as well, and in our thought life and in our fantasies or whatever, we should not be we should be faithful in our in our mind, not just with our mm. body, um, mentally. Um, you know, there's so much stuff out there available to us uh, to look at, to think about, to fantasize about, to to whatever, and that's that's not being faithful to our wives when we do that. Uh, we were at staff lunch today, and somebody said we were just joking around about something, but somebody said Jesus said that if you look at someone <laughs> with lust in your eyes, it's it's like doing it. Yeah. Right. It's, it, so. So it's, yeah. you know, Jesus raised the bar. He's yeah. like, you know, yeah, don't be with another woman, but don't even think about being with another yeah. woman either because it's kind of the same thing. And and when we talk about being faithful to our wives, some of us are like, well, I've never cheated on her, but we've cheated on in our, in our heads, in our minds, and mm-hmm. we need to not do that. We need to be careful of that. So w- that's one of those ways I think that we can be sacrificed, sacri- like, like Christ sacrificed for the church, we can do those kinds of things f- for our wives as well. We should do that when it comes to loving them. This past Wednesday was the first Alpha, and you can still get involved in this group. Alpha will be led by Pastor Joey on Wednesdays at 6.30. This group is designed to spark conversation about the big questions around life and faith. Alpha is for everyone with new people welcome each week, and they kick off with snacks. Next weekend is Memorial Day weekend, and on Sunday, we will honor the families of those who have lost a loved one this year. This year, we have 18 new pavers going in the prayer garden in their memory. That will be between services at 1030. So what about another um, aspect of Christ's love? Well, uh, in verse 26, he says that we should love her and that, that part of our love would, would, it says, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. So this is what Jesus did with the church. Jesus mm-hmm. loved the church and his love made her holy, made the church uh, cleansing. It was cleansing with washing with the water through the word. And I think what that really means is that that our, our relationship with our wives can help our wives to be um, better followers of Jesus, that we should have a relationship in such a way that it doesn't hinder her walk and her relationship with the Lord, but encourages it. Um, and I think part of that sanctifying love means that we we forgive people and mm-hmm. we don't hold grudges. And and I don't you know I don't I don't know how I don't know how your marriage is if you're listening to this, but but chances are that in your marriage that you you know you've done something that's offended your wife or she has as well. Um, and when you live with people, those are the kind of things that happen sometimes, unfortunately. But if you aren't forgiving and you're holding a grudge, mm-hmm. you're not doing what Jesus said because Jesus' love for the church sanctified them and made them closer to him in their relationship. Yeah. And if we have those kinds of things in our relationship, then they become wedges between us and in our relationship with God. So mm-hmm. we should we should make sure. You know, Paul said just a chapter earlier in Ephesians 4, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God uh, forgave you. And so sanctifying love in a marriage is going to encourage our, our wives to be to, to, to be growing spiritually as well. Yeah. 
one of the questions I asked on Sunday, and I put this in the notes, and I would say this again, and the question is rather, um, it's a harsh question, and the question is, is your wife more like Christ because she's married to you or in spite of you? Mm. And and if we're living our lives the way we should, and we're loving our wife, mm-hmm. We're loving our wives the way we should, then she would be more like Christ because she's married to us, not in spite of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, hopefully, that's the case for you. And if it's not, then you can change, and you, that can be one of those things that you you work through as well. And it's it bears saying that it it's not that a husband has the capacity to make the wife holy, but right. in, in every relationship that we have, our our witness of walking closer to God should be that other people are brought closer to him. Yeah. And it's what what Paul said is in the same way that that Christ makes the church holy, your your love for your wife should pull her closer to God. Yeah, and the way that you serve her yeah. and those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. It, make, it makes you know, you there are people in your life that you look at and you're like, I want to be more like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we should be in our marriage relationship, it would be awesome if we were yeah. living the way we were and the way we were living made our wives want to be more like Jesus or the way she lived made me want to be more like Jesus. I mean, that's the case for me. I'm, I'm incredibly blessed and I'm, I'm, I'm way better because of her. And hopefully mm-hmm. that uh, both the husband and the wife can be better people lifted to a higher level of living because of our marriage relationship as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Paul gives one more way uh, about it. He says, you know, Christ's love was a caring love and that we should do the same thing. We should care for our wives. And um, he does this by talking about that um, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Um, and he who loves his wife loves himself. And I, and I think this is really important just to point out really quick that he's not, that, that sounds fairly narcissistic. Yeah. Uh, and that's not what he's meaning. So Paul isn't saying that husbands should love their wives the same way they love their own. What he's saying is that because when, Paul said this earlier, when you get married, you become, you become one, one mm-hmm. and that by loving your wife, you're also loving yourself because the two of you are one. Um, and so he's not saying, you know, love her the way you would love yourself, um, saying no, he's saying like love her, and when you love her, you're helping your marriage relationship grow, and you're helping yourself become better as well. So, yeah, so we started this off, I don't know if it was this episode or the last one where you talked about the divorce rate, mm-hmm. and it's, it's pretty high, I mean, 40 to 50%. Of first marriages end in a divorce, and more more than that, second marriages, and um, I think that uh, it's just really important to know that if we we're obviously not doing it God's way in this country yeah. in many cases, and maybe we need to give it a try. Uh, one theologian said this as we wrap it up. He said the root of most marital problems is sin, and the root of all sin is selfishness. And submitting ourselves to Christ and to one another is the only way to overcome selfishness. Selfishness, For when we submit, the Holy Spirit can fill us and enable us to love one another in a sacrificial, sanctifying, satisfying way, the way Christ loves the church. And so it goes all the way back to verse 21, submit to one another Mm -hmm. out of reverence for Christ. So the wife is submitting to the husband, and the husband's loving her the way Christ loved the church. It's going to be easy for her. And it's just going to be this mutually mm-hmm. satisfying thing. Just to, oh, go ahead. Did you have something? Well, I just as we wrap up, I just wanted to just kind of say that you might be listening to this and you're not married, and you're like, I don't. Have right. Um, what we want you to know is a couple of things. First of all, that marriage ultimately is supposed to be a, a picture of what it looks like um, if we're able to to put into context 
the way Christ loves the church and how mm-hmm. he laid himself down for the church. Uh, we'd also say that if you're looking to get married, this is when we talk about it's an important step and you want to make sure it's the right thing. Right. Because it's a big deal. And what, what we, we said, like, um, you're called to love as the husband no matter what. When you make that commitment, yeah, you're called to love no matter what. Um, and the third thing is, is maybe, maybe you've been a part of a, a relationship that just didn't make it. We want you to know, like, there's there's no condemnation here. We're, no, no, we, no, we want you to no. know this is that um, God is able to make you whole, um, and He has grace that abounds even in our weaknesses yeah, and the absolutely. things that don't the things that don't work out. Um, and so we we hope that these last couple of podcasts haven't kind of just kind of twisted that in you and just brought up these bad memories and right. we want you to know that this is a place that you can you can come you can be whole again and yep. you know there's millions of reasons that people that things don't work out we want you to know that this isn't a this wasn't that sort of a podcast to kind of pile on right. you if you've been yeah, in that situation I hope it, I hope it wasn't yeah. taken that way at all it, yeah. it, because there are things that happen sometimes that are outside of your control yeah. you can't do anything about or maybe even was you had something to but do it, with it, but God's grace is absolutely He loves us still. It uh, it's mm-hmm. still unconditional. Uh, he's full of second chances yeah. and um, would love to give you one of those if you need it. Yeah. All right, so wrap it up, Rob. You were you were talking about you were getting ready to say yeah. So one one thing I came across as I was studying it was just two sentences that I thought were really really kind of profound. Um, and the question is, what does it mean to submit? And this, of course, is to wives. And the word. What does it mean to submit? And that is to give oneself up to somebody. Mm -hmm. So when you submit, you're giving yourself up to somebody. What does it mean to love? Is to give oneself up for somebody. And so if I'm loving my wife and giving myself for her, I'm about to to write an 80s power ballad with those (laughs) those sentences. (laughs) That would be a good place for us to wrap it up then. Well, that's good. Uh, well, we are thankful for you for listening um, uh, and for you being a part of this. We'd love for you to share this and um, share it with your friends. Uh, like and subscribe to it. Um, we've got all sorts of things happening here at Shepherd. You can find out more about that on our website, social media pages, through the app. Uh, you can get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. If you got questions, comments, um, if some of these discussions have spurred something inside of you, let us know at podcast.shepnats.org. Um, as always, we're here, and so you can get a hold of us. Uh, for Pastor Rob, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehanna, Ohio. Email to podcast.shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.